if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. Hour number two underway. A little bit late at 11 past 10 o'clock. We went a little long with Congressman Jim Jordan. If you missed that conversation, very important and enlightening stuff there on a host of matters. Make sure you catch it on our podcast page at whkradio.com. Just click on the podcast link. It'll drop down to a menu there that'll say local or national. Click the local, find the Bob France Authority, and catch that again uh, when you get an opportunity. That was Congressman Jim Jordan. We are guest-free, however, for hour number two as we continue on this Monday, the eighth morning of the sixth month of the year of our Lord, 2020, which means plenty of time for your calls. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Both of those numbers will get you here. I normally give you my social media uh, handle, and I tell you that I'll read messages from good accounts or good comments, I should say, from uh, from your social media accounts. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull back from that for a little bit here because I'm trying very much to not promote and publicize what I find to be honestly Satan um, reincarnate or incarnate here on Earth. Uh, I think social media is that deadly. I think it is that dangerous. I think too many lives are being ruined by social media. And I think, literally, uh, it is causing death and destruction in the uh, in the public square. So I'm going to not give you my social media. I'm just going to stick with the phone calls for now. A couple of notes. First, I want to go back, as I have for the past several days, because this matters. Look, everywhere you turn, you are being told by Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and other uh, white... Um, uh, liberal virtue signalers all trying to tell you that there is this massive genocide going on. Tucker Carlson addressed this on his show last week, and I played a good portion of that monologue to you. This belief that there is genocide going on in this country against African Americans, that white people are hunting down African Americans, that white cops in particular are, are killing African Americans, uh, with impunity. And this is the narrative. The mayor of Washington, D.C. has helped declare a street, and I don't know what it was formerly called, but there is now a street in downtown D.C. called Black Lives Matter Boulevard. Um, they're painting literally on the streets, not graffiti, but street crews paid for by the, the city, by the district, te- technically, that are painting in big yellow letters, Black Lives Matter, uh, and also defund the police on the streets. It's incredible. And the the 
ongoing narrative is that black people are in danger in the United States of America because of our white supremacy. And every day I watch this, I just get a little bit more agitated and a little bit annoyed because nobody is publicly challenging, at least in those venues, the complete lie that it all is. The complete misinformation and fake news that is being spread and swallowed by everybody because George Lloyd was killed. Uh, George Floyd was killed. This is what's going on. Literally, George Floyd died, and therefore, all of the Colin Kaepernick narratives and everybody else who has been spouting this stuff, see, it was true. Look, one guy was mistreated horribly, resulting in his death, a murder by one police officer, and therefore, all of it must be true. It's not It's just not. It's a lie. And I want everyone to tell the truth about this in every interaction that you have. Black Americans are not suffering from disproportionate abuse from white Americans or from police officers. It is just all a fantasy. And I don't want to see anecdotal stories. Well, look at George Floyd. And look at uh, Ahmaud Arbery in, in Georgia. See, those are two examples of systemic police and white supremacy against black people in America. No, those are anecdotes. Those are tiny, small examples that are by far, by far, the exceptions and not the rule. And I'm not going to just continue to sit here and accept all of this. PJ Media did a wonderful job of kind of compiling some of the studies that I have shared with you through the last few weeks. Is there really an epidemic of racist police attacks and shootings of African Americans? And what what are the real facts? What are the truths? Black Lives Matter is calling on the defunding of police, which I told you they're already considering and, in fact, promising in Minneapolis. They're going to be the first Petri dish in which this experiment is conducted. And I fear that it is going to be horrible for the residents there. But again, there's half of me that says, well, you brought it on yourselves, deal with it, and then obviously nobody will ever do that again. Congressional Democrats are looking to pass sweeping police reform. One can only wonder what their real objectives are. This is PJ Media, but all this all leads to some very important questions. While we all agree that unjustified police brutality is bad, is there really an epidemic of racial bias in police brutality? It only takes one incident to go viral, that's that anecdote, and serve as a call to arms for thousands of people to protest. But is it really as big of a problem as it is being painted to be? Looking at the data, the answer is very clearly, unequivocally, no! A 2019 study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences shows that white officers are not more likely to shoot black civilians than black or Hispanic officers are. According to the study, there is no evidence of anti-black or anti-Hispanic disparities across police shootings. And in fact, white officers are not more likely to shoot minority civilians than non-white officers. Instead, race-specific crime strongly predicts uh, uh, strongly predicts civilian race. This suggests that increasing diversity among the officers by itself because you know, this is the solution some people say, he's got to hire more more minority cops. 
This suggests that increasing diversity among the officers by itself is not going to reduce racial disparity in police shootings. Other studies have reached similar conclusions, including a Harvard study that we've discussed that found zero racial bias in police using deadly force. A solid body. Now we'll go to um, Heather McDonald. <clears throat> Heather McDonald, who uh, wrote a very important book. In fact, two very important books. One of them is called The Myth of the Racist Cop. Um, and she has been studying this for a very long time. A solid body of evidence finds no structural bias of the criminal justice system with regard to arrests, prosecutions, or sentencing. Crime and suspect behavior, not race, have been the determining or excuse me, have been the determining factors in most police actions. In 2019, Heather McDonald writes, Apologies, I'm dealing with the laryngitis, as I mentioned this morning. In 2019, police officers shot, fatally, 1,004 people, most of whom were armed or otherwise very dangerous. African Americans were about a quarter of those killed by cops, 235 a ratio that has remained stable since 2015. That share of black victims is less than what the black crime rate would predict, since police shootings are a function of how often officers encounter armed and violent suspects. In 2018, the latest year for which such data have been published, African Americans made up 53% of known homicide offenders in the U.S. And African Americans commit about 60% of the robberies despite the fact that they are just 13% of the population. In other words, a small percentage of the population is committing an extraordinarily outsized percentage of the crimes, particularly the violent crimes, meaning they have many more interactions with police officers because police officers are called to the scenes of those violent crimes. And despite those many more interactions with police officers, police officers are still using lethal force far more often against white suspects. The police fatally shot nine unarmed blacks and 19 unarmed whites in 2019, according to the Washington Post database, down from 38 and 32, respectively, in 2015. Now, the Post defines unarmed broadly to include such cases as a suspect in Newark, New Jersey, who had a loaded handgun in his car during a police chase. In 20, and by the way, I would expand upon that and say go back to the Michael Brown story, which started a lot of this in Ferguson. He was quote-unquote unarmed, but he was literally had his hand on Officer Darren Wilson's gun while he was in the car and tried to take it from him. That makes him armed. But the stats still say unarmed. In 2018, there were 7,407 black homicide victims. According to a, assuming a comparable number of victims in 2019... Those nine unarmed black victims of police shootings represent 0.1% of all African Americans killed in 2019. In other words, 99.9% of African Americans are killed each year, not by police officers, and 94% of them are by other black people. By contrast, this will be the last note before our break, by contrast... A police officer is 18 and a half times more likely to be killed by a black male than an unarmed black male is to be killed by a police officer. The lies that you are being told about racial discrimination and racial uh, and white supremacy and systemic racism in America among policing 
and others, those lies are deadly. And they need to be exposed and stopped before it gets worse. 1022, right back after this. Okay, uh, it's 1025, and I keep promising to go to phone calls, um, and I will. Uh, Just last stat here for you before we do. However sickening the video of, of Floyd's arrest is, and it is, it is so far not representative of the 375 million annual contacts that police officers have with civilians. 375 million annual contacts. These are police contacts with civilians, either through responding to radio calls or through uh, actually proactively policing. 375 million, because it's just a little bit over a million a day, according to all of the databases, right? So with 375 million contacts with police, between police officers and civilians, Approximately 1,004 ended up in police-involved shootings. That percentage, if you're scoring and doing the math at home, is 0.000027%. Of those 1,004 police-involved shootings, 42 were of people who were considered to be, quote, unarmed. That doesn't mean not dangerous, by the way. Of those 42, 10 were African-American, 20 were Caucasian, and 12 were another race or ethnicity. And we're supposed to believe that these, you know, these last two weeks of rioting and of protesting and so on and so forth should lead to some sort of systemic change in this country? Why? Literally, 10, and by the way, of those 10 cases... Of unarmed, and nobody cares, by the way, about the 20 quote unquote unarmed Caucasians who were shot by police officers last year. It's just focusing on the 10 who are African American. And Tucker Carlson covered this. They went case by case. Five of those, the individual was attacking the police officer when they were killed. And of the remaining five, one was considered an accident and ruled as such by the court, and the other four, two police officers stood trial for murder in those. So you're literally talking about two cases in which police perhaps had uh, some sort of lethal force encounter with an African-American out of 375 million police contacts with civilians. And we need systemic change in America for that? No, we do not. Let's go to Mark in Fairview. Mark, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead. Morning, Bob. I just wanted to say that, uh, first of all, I don't need a study uh, to tell you what uh, black communities are like. I'm working in a black community all the time, and you bring that up about getting rid of the police. They laugh at you. But uh, anyhow, for your uh, listeners... Well, just, just, uh, to, just to follow up on what you just said, though, I want to make something clear. The vast majority of people in black communities respect and appreciate the police. Damn right. That, I mean, that's, 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 they are law, the vast majority of black people in those communities are law abiding and who just don't want to be victimized by the actual criminals. And they appreciate police. They respect police. They love police. And yet their, their, their voices are silenced 
by the Black Lives Matter movement that wants you to think that police are out there to kill all the people in the black communities. That's the sad part about this, because most of black America loves and supports the police. Well, I can give you some great examples how it works, but I'll do that on another show. But uh, for your listeners, Bob, have them stay away from uh, the morning shows, ABC, NBC, CBS. I have a coffee, and I'll kind of pan through to see what the enemy's doing. Uh, I've never seen such extreme propaganda and uh, mind manipulation as these shows. The last story I saw was uh, yesterday before I left. Uh, This author, they bring him on, and if you read his books, they will deter you from your racist past. That's the kind of crap you got to you, you got to watch on TV. But anyway, I just want to. I've go, seen those kind of things, and you know what, Mark? Thanks horrible. for the call, my friend. I appreciate it. It is horrible. It is absolutely ridiculous, and it's repugnant. And um, and it's kind of what led to Terry Crews making his statement that we talked about before, and I, perhaps I'll talk about again. But but just the important part of this, honestly, this is not supposed to be black and white in America, black versus white, over whites support the police and blacks don't. That's not true. It's Black Lives Matter. That radical, violent organization, that anarchist organization, that's the only part of the black community that doesn't like police. I hear from cops so many times that work, their beat, their patrol, and of course their radio calls that they've got to respond to are in the, in, in the minority black, or excuse me, majority black neighborhoods, and they talk to the people there who are thanking them for their presence and who appreciate them, and who say, please don't abandon us. Please keep driving our streets. Because if you don't, and they don't think that that you're around, they're coming. And she's talking about the criminals in those neighborhoods that are coming into their homes, breaking into their homes, into their garages, stealing their cars, victimizing themselves. Black America loves cops just like white America does cops. Because black America, let me rephrase, black American law-abiding citizens, like white American law-abiding citizens, love cops because they're united in their opposition to criminals. And Minneapolis City Council has just given a death sentence to scores of black people in Minneapolis if they truly do wipe out the police. Back after the news. So there was a question that I asked uh, Congressman Jordan this morning at the end of our interview. And I just put it up on, uh, well, here it is. It's social media. It's Facebook um, that I'm disgusted by. But um, I just want to share it again with you in case you missed that interview. One bad teacher that I know intentionally failed a student that he didn't like, despite her earning a passing grade. She earned a high enough grade to get a D. He failed her anyway because he didn't like her attitude. That's bad. Should not happen. Should never happen. That's not how education is supposed to work. It's not fair. So because that one bad teacher did that, I would like to now officially call for the defunding of all schools. Schools shouldn't exist. We have to reimagine how education is done. Teachers shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be allowed to uh, be in charge anymore. They shouldn't be able to set the rules or enforce the, or or uh, decide the grades or enforce the discipline. It's time to defund all schools because of a bad teacher. Sounds insane, right? Well, it is. But that's exactly what is playing out every day on CNN, MSNBC, all the networks, all the websites, radio stations, every including our own. 
top and bottom of the hour, we keep hearing the same stories about police brutality against African Americans, more protests about inequality and unequal treatment of African Americans. We keep hearing it over and over and over again. Because one cop killed George Floyd in a terrible, terrible, indefensible act, defund all the police. All police should be wiped out. Because George Floyd was killed, that means thousands and thousands of other black people are being targeted by police officers too, right? They're all guilty because one is. Well, same thing, education. One bad teacher means all teachers are bad. They could be discriminating against all kinds of people they don't like. It's insane. It's ridiculous. It's wrong. And it's happening. We're watching it happen. And most of us are doing nothing to stop it. The African-American experience in the United States of America is not one of being victimized and being inferior or being kept or being viewed as inferior by anybody. There is not one African-American in this country today that has less rights to achieve, to earn, to work, to live, to go to school, etc., that, that a white person doesn't have. Everyone here in this country is equal. It didn't get, we didn't start that way. But how many people lost their lives to make it that way? We went, out, we went to war with each other to stop slavery. We continued to fight, continued to fight each other to, to advance the, to end Jim Crow and advance the cause of civil rights. People died in the car, in the course. White people died in the course of getting civil rights, which are American rights, which are human rights for black Americans. We have atoned for so many mistakes in our past that other nations have never even begun to look into. And we have created essentially a colorblind society. One that would be more so if there weren't intentional racial profiteers. And that's what they are. Because racism is a business. If racial profiteers and racial arsonists didn't continue to make color an issue in this country. As opposed to creating the colorblind society that we all supposedly dreamed of. But we are so, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, this country is the least racist country on the planet. On the planet. As evidenced by so many people of color risking their lives to get here, legally or illegally, because they know this is the place where opportunity exists for all of us, no matter what our color is. Black Americans are not being hunted down. They're not being the victims of genocide. And in fact, if you really want to play this game, if you really want to, you go back to that study that was commissioned and that was done of the Obama years 2012 through 2015, when all racial, interracial, rather violent acts were charted, all racial, uh, interracial violent acts, meaning felonious assaults or worse between whites and blacks were charted. 630,000 of them total. And of the 630,000, 91% of them, or 14%, were whites assaulting blacks. 540,000 of them 
or 85.5% were blacks assaulting whites. Who's got more to fear at 2 a.m.? A white person walking down East 55th in Cleveland? Or a black person walking down, uh, I don't know, pick a street in, uh, in Rocky River? I'm, I just want you to tell me that. And then tell me where the real threats lie in this highly racialized society we've somehow found ourselves in. Todd is in Cleveland on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Todd, how are you, sir? Bob, I'm over 40 years old. I have no mental illness, nor have I ever had any mental illness. I am not a drinker, a smoker. I am not a user of illegal narcotics. I've never been on any. So you're saying you're not a midnight toker? You're not a midnight toker either. I've never been on any mind-altering prescription drugs. I have no criminal record at all. I've never been in anger management, and yet myself, and as I started um, counting while I was on hold, and 26 other black men that I know that are over 40, that are well-educated like me and gainfully employed, have all had the same experience. We've been in police handcuffs unjustly more than once in our adult life. It happens a lot, Bob. I stopped at 26. I could have gone much further than that. I know these guys. It happens a lot, Bob. I had a cop. I had a cop in, in Cleveland seven years ago say that he saw me knock over an old lady in the middle of 115th Euclid at two o'clock in the afternoon. Then saw me do push-ups. So he said in the middle of 115th Euclid in the middle of the afternoon. Then say I cussed him out, called for backup, and gave me a ticket for public intoxication, which I ultimately was found not guilty for. But I'm being held in handcuffs by three cops for almost 30 minutes. It happens a lot, Bob. It happens happens to a lot of people, uh, Todd. And and again, your your anecdotes, uh, your anecdotes, your anecdotes. No, you think it's specifically black men? No, not specifically. I'm saying it happens to a lot of black men. But my point is, it also happens to a lot of white people and a lot of Latinos as well. There are more Um, black men targeted by this. Mark, listen, man, I know more black men than you. I know more black people than you. I'm sure you do, Todd. I'm sure you do. But your anecdotes do nothing to advance the, 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 the point of this conversation because they're just anecdotes. Do you know... And do you understand and do you believe that when the Department of Justice compiles its statistics, and also, like I said before, it kind of matters that it's the far left racial apologizing, white, you know, virtue signaling Washington Post that has been tracking uh, um, the the uh, uh, crime databases and uh, and uh, involving police altercations, violent or use of force altercations with people of all. Re- Hold on, let me finish. No, 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 no. You can't do that. Do you acknowledge all of these studies show the same numbers? That, of the 13% of the population that is black America, the vast, vast majority of the crimes in this country, violent crimes that are committed, are committed by that subset. Over 50% of violent crimes, hold on, and the vast majority of those are from 6% of that population, which is the half or barely less than half of African Americans that are male. So I would ask you that if the vast majority of violent crimes are committed by one particular demographic, what is what what are law enforcement officers going to be more likely to have their alert on or to have their antenna up for in given situations? You, you tell me that. Me que- you asked me a question, and the answer to the question that you asked many sentences be- back before this was, 
the answer to the question is, I don't know. I haven't read those studies thoroughly. But I do know this. I this have. Is the, this is the, okay, you've read some studies. Good for you. You don't know that many black people. Here's the here's a, here's you, the you do, right here, here. here you are, Todd. Todd, you know the, this is so uncharacteristic of you because you're normally because, a because very you, reasonable. Hold on, I'm you're normally a very reasonable, now. sensible caller. No, you're not. You have decided to trade in facts and statistics what for emotions. I, I know. No, 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 no. I know some black people, and they say this. So you're letting emotion and feelings trump your facts, and, and instead of answering the question. Here, here's what here's what will help solve the problem, Bob. A lot. Yeah. What? If the if there's so if the sixteen thousand police agencies in this country will make an aggressive move to not or no longer not or no longer embrace abuse of credibility by their police officers, if they would if they would make an aggressive move to stop that, to show what does that mean? Tolerance for abuse of credibility by police officers. A what lot does of that mean? Go away. What does that like mean? A police, like a police officer, like what I described to you. Somebody no, 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 no. What is, what, is, what is this aggressive... Abuse uh, of credibility. What do okay, what does that embrace, mean? Do not embrace abuse of credibility. Who do you... Who no do you hold on, hold, who is, hold on, Todd, Todd. Who is embracing um, what you're talking about? Who's embracing that? Who, not who, what? The police agencies in this country have, a, have an ongoing problem... Of, abu- of embracing abuse of credibility by their by their own officers. Embracing officer abuse li- of officer credibility. Lies, officer lies about something that happened. There's no evidence of truth that what that officer said was true. There's overwhelming evidence that the officer lied about it, and they let it slide on by. Uh, Todd, you and I are just going to agree to disagree, my friend, and I, no I'm sad about that because you know because because what you're doing, Todd, what you're doing is you're playing the liberal emotional uh, feelings game when I'm trying to give you facts and statistics that matter, you're and emotions will never uh, emotions and feelings will never trump facts. You're and the and, and the truth of the, hold on the truth of the matter is here what you are describing is a he said he said situation time and again, and you are saying that the police agencies, as you call them, should automatically believe the complaint or the version of the person who has I been arrested or detained that. yes you are you just said Todd what that I they said. should stop embracing abuse of credibility which That's I still correct. don't understand your verbiage there but that you are essentially correct. saying they should not back the officer's version they should always back the the uh, suspect's version they should back and that's not truth. and that's 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 ridiculous they should back the truth and overwhelming evidence that equates to the proof that's what they should when back. there is overwhelming evidence Todd and thank you for the phone call they do that but the problem you're describing is is that in most cases there is not overwhelming evidence it's he said he said that's the bottom line and who is most likely who's got the most to lose uh, in a situation in, a, in a, a complaint situation between a suspect and a police officer probably the one who could be going to jail if they get busted so they'll make up whatever stories they have to to say no I didn't and he abused me or he violated my rights or he targeted me or he profiled me and and again like I said by your logic we should just uh, disband all of the teachers unions and schools because there might be teachers that actually do things that are illegal or that are wrong and violating the rights of the student and if there has ever been that if that has ever happened, I could probably find 26 students who could say they were mistreated by their teachers let's shut down the schools that's the argument you're making man and it's a shame because normally you come much, much better equipped with with uh, with facts and and not so much with feelings and emotions and anecdotes. Unfortunately, um, Tim 
And well, you know what? I'm sorry. Hold that thought. I it's ten fifty. I got to get our final time out. We'll come back in and get about three or four more phone calls before we're done on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Okay, 1053, I've got time for a few more phone calls. One quick message from a listener who says, The caller Todd needs to understand that this type of violence against black males in America has dropped by 75% in the past year alone. Let him listen to Larry Elder. He's full of facts, not feelings. And the sad truth of the matter, you're right, Catherine. You're right. Larry Elder would be able to educate a lot of people with the facts, but you just heard Todd. He's not interested in stats or facts. He's got feelings. He's got emotions. He says he knows people who say this has happened to them, and therefore it must be true, and therefore the institution of policing must indeed be uh, racially biased. So, you know, Ben Shapiro, again, quoted uh, or... or um, uh, he uh, came up with uh, facts don't care about your feelings, but the truth of the matter is that in a lot of parts of our society, it's feelings that don't give a rip about your facts. Todd just displayed that, which is very uncharacteristic of him. He's a very brilliant guy. Chuck in Sheffield uh, Lake. Hi, Chuck. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes. How you doing, Bob? Good, sir. Uh, listen, I appreciate your <clears> taking my call. What I talked about with your screener, uh, let, me, let me tell you about my life. I'm 71 years old, all right? In the sick, late, uh, late 60s, I was out of work. I was married with a child. I went to Social Security. They told me I was between the ages of 18 and 65 and able to work. Then I got a job working somewhere. I, I was in charge of 400 people in a shop working as time study dispatch. They had a gentleman come in, and they told me to train him. You're going to be higher up. What just so happened, they pulled this guy off the street. What happened? They gave him my job. I was working underneath him. I quit. All right? That's two. Again, I was going to be on the police department in the city of Cleveland. I was at Carl Stokes. Chuck, Chuck I'm going to have to ask you to go faster in the interest of time here. What, what, what was the point of the, the part of the story you just told me that gave the your job to somebody is, else? Is there, <clears throat> there is, the, the whole thing is, is that this black <clears throat> issue about white privilege is not there, Bob. And okay. especially with Bosnia, okay? Look at Hillary Clinton and everybody else. Those those soldiers died, whether they were black or white. And you know what she said? They're dead. Why are we even bringing this up? Did we all storm Washington because Obama let her slide and Comey didn't put her in prosecution? Yeah. And look at us. Here we are. Explain that to me, Bob. Well, you know what, Chuck? Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. You, you know, the, the story you just told me is like Todd's. It's an anecdote. And, uh, and sadly, if it happened, that's terrible. I would not say that the entire system is broken because of that. Uh, your point about Benghazi is true, too. When people die and other people throw up their hands and say, ah, at this point, what difference does it make? That is despicable, no matter who died and what, whatever race died. Uh, thanks for the call. Tim in Burton. Hi, Tim. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. I'd like to direct people to what's called the Officers Down Memorial page. It lists all the officers who've been killed in the line of duty. You can talk about who kills who, but there are many officers killed in those encounters also. And there are mistakes made, and no doubt George Floyd should not have been killed. But as sweetly as uh, on May 29th, a police officer was killed by another police officer responding to a uh, suspicious person called clearing a house. Right. These things happened to George Floyd murder. Never should have happened, but police officers are giving their lives every day. Well, you know, here's the. You know, I'm so glad you pointed that out about the officers down memorial page, Tim. And thank you for the phone call. Let me let me remind people of this. It was one of the statistics I gave before, and I know some people don't want to hear statistics. 
And you can drown in numbers sometimes, but this matters. What if I were to tell you that a police officer is twice as likely to be killed by a black male than an unarmed black male is to be killed by a police officer? What if I told you it was literally twice as many times? I'd be lying to you if that was the case, if I said that. What if I told you it was three times as many? What if I told you it was ten times, ten times more cops are killed by black Americans than unarmed black Americans are by cops every year? You'd be amazed by that, wouldn't you? But that also would not be true. Because the truth is, a police officer of any race, meaning a blue life, is 18 and a half more times likely to be killed by an African-American male than an unarmed African-American male is to be killed by a police officer. I just And you don't know any of their names. You don't know any of their names. You know the names of a lot of the uh, uh, supposedly unarmed suspects that were killed by police officers. You do not know the names of the officers killed in those scenarios that I just told you about. You don't know, and you also don't know those that are afraid to defend themselves for fear of becoming the next viral video. I'm not making this up. Do you remember what happened this past October? A female officer in Chicago was beaten unconscious by a suspect in a car crash who repeatedly bashed her face into the concrete, tore chunks out of her hair, and afterwards she said she was afraid to use her gun because she did not want to become the next viral video on the Black Lives Matter narrative. Yes, cops are killed, cops are assaulted, cops are mistreated, and nobody cares. That's not how we operate here. Back after, the, or back rather tomorrow on AM 1420, The Answer. Have a good day.